Hey guys, it's Blake, and you're listening to an all-new episode of Blonde Hair, Black Heart. Coming up on the podcast, I sat down with fellow Bravoholic and host of the She Speaks Bravo podcast, Emily Hanks, to talk all about everything Bravo-related. And I'm also recapping last week's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But first, I have got to talk really quickly about Vanderpump Rules star Raquel's Single Girl Summer. So we've been hearing rumors about all kinds of dates she's been on. You know, Peter from Sir, that one guy from Shaws of Sunset, and of course, my favorite rumor, you know, the one that I started, the one about her and Tom Schwartz. But last week, I was told by an insider source that Raquel had recently started hooking up with someone completely unexpected, and it was a little bit surprising that no one had been talking about it yet. I, of course, am speaking about Raquel's latest hookup, Garcelle's son, Oliver, who, as we know, has recently started working at the Vanderpump Cocktail Garden in Las Vegas, and as we also know from when Erica hit on him recently, is married. I was obviously shocked, but I didn't spill this tea because I'm not in the business of ending marriages, plain and simple. I wasn't about to blow up this couple's world. I was going to wait until it blew up on its own. (laughs) You may have seen last week that I tweeted the following. According to a source close to the show, the makeout between Raquel and Schwartz did happen, but was heavily instigated by production. Now the real question is, why is no one talking about someone else Raquel made out with recently? Hashtag pump rules. Well, now you all know who I was talking about, and no one can say that I'm heartless and am hurting people with my steaming hot tea. Like I've said before, I have a black heart, not no heart at all. Alright, so on last week's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the episode begins with Dorit and Kyle cruising around in their disco curls, talking about how Rinna has been having these wild mood swings and she's not in her best headspace, but everyone needs to reserve judgment and give her some time. They then talk about Sutton and how she's the only one who's really getting the rage of Rinna, and they don't want her to feel piled up on, but she doesn't always say the right thing and she puts herself in a hard spot. Sometimes she says too much, sometimes she says too little. Basically, what I'm hearing is, they really don't like Sutton, and she won't ever be able to win with them. Diana and Garcelle sit down to chat about how Diana puts her clothes on backwards, and how she hates Sutton. Diana also tells Garcelle about how she sends in the Ghostbusters to clear out the energy in hotel rooms when she travels. You know, there's really nothing about Diana that I find relatable, but TBH, if I was a billionaire, this is the kind of shit I'd be doing. You wouldn't catch me trying to fly myself to space for 15 minutes, but would I have the Ghostbusters on retainer? Hell yeah. Rinna and Harry are unpacking boxes of Lois's stuff, and she comes across this doodle that her dad drew, and she's like almost in tears over this fucking cartoon drawing. Okay, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, and I'm assuming that her dad was not trying to be a professional artist by any means, But was anyone else cracking up during this scene? Like, Rinna's talking about this framed doodle like it's a fucking Picasso original or something, and honestly, it looked like something that my three-year-old nephew drew. Maybe I'm a snob. I don't know. Art is subjective. The gang heads to Aspen, and Dorit decides to stay with Sutton, Garcelle, Crystal, and Cherie in the rented house, and not with Kyle. Now, do we think that Dorit is purposely trying to distance herself from the Fox Force 5 at this point, as Erica and Rinna both seem to be unraveling in front of the cameras? Kyle's talking to Moe, and she says that Garcelle and Sutton unfollowed Erica, and while it's not a big deal, it makes a statement. It's so ridiculously stupid that we're having this conversation at our age, she says, and yet she ends up bringing it up again, and again, and again. Does that make Kyle ridiculously stupid? I'm just saying. Sutton is packing for Aspen with her assistant, who, I'm sorry, is thirstier for screen time than Sergio from Dubai. 
Garcelle and Cherie are chatting on the phone and discuss the conflict with Erica and Garcelle, and Garcelle says that she doesn't want anything to do with Erica at this point. She could be on fire and she wouldn't throw water on her. Cherie says, you have to at least spit on her. Diana posted on her social media the other day, outraged over this comment from Garcelle, but given what's about to happen later in this episode, I say, Diana, shut up. Later, Garcelle calls Crystal, and they're also discussing Erica, and how Garcelle has to speak about Erica and her scandals on The Real. At the time, they were discussing Erica's lawsuit and her $750,000 earrings that are allegedly paid for by his company, and that Erica has been extremely vocal about not wanting to return. Crystal agrees with Garcelle that these earrings need to be returned. The gang hops on Kyle's plane to head to Aspen, but not before Erica reminds us all, I've been to Aspen before, on my own plane, you poor cunts. They land in Aspen, and Erica quickly asks Diana to buy her a house. <laughs> in all seriousness, it definitely seems like Erica is cozying up to Diana because of her connections and lifestyle. I mean, we know that Erica's used to cozying up to creeps for money. So we get to see Kyle's Aspen house, and it's cute, but I just can't with the giant American flag decor. I can't. So the Fox Force 5 is staying at the American Flag House, and the other ladies, plus Dorit, are at this gorgeous, modern, beautiful property. Like, honestly, they got the better deal for sure. They even got a private chef. Then Kathy arrives at Kyle's and gets shoved into a bottom bunk. Go to the other house, Kathy. I promise you won't regret it. So I saw a lot of chatter online about how Kyle and Mauricio were rude to Kathy when she arrived, and maybe they were, but honestly, it felt like regular sibling bickering to me. Like, yes, they were bitchy, but me and my brother and my in-laws even, we all snark at each other too when we're together, so I actually quite enjoy the scenes with Kyle and Kathy snarking back and forth. When the other girls arrive back at Kyle's, they all walk in and Rena screams, Dorit's here! Did you guys catch that? Like, Garcelle's literally walking in right behind her. If I were Garcelle, I would have been like, um, hi, bitch. The gang gathers around the Ouija board so Kyle can stir the pot and blame it on ghosts, apparently. She really is so desperate to start drama that she's willing to wake the dead and have them do her dirty work. It's truly despicable. Like, let them rest in peace, Doogie. But Kyle has to ask the spirits the hard-hitting questions, like why Garcelle unfollowed Erica on Instagram. Remember earlier when Kyle said this whole topic was ridiculously stupid? Garcelle explains that she unfollowed Erica because Erica called her a liar, and that her intent when asking about Erica's drinking was to make Erica look bad and not out of genuine concern. And as we all know, Erica can make herself look bad all on her own. Garcelle explains she was hurt by being called a liar, which, according to Kathy Hilton, is really bad. It's like being called a thief or a pedophile. <laughs> so she unfollowed her, and it's really that simple. The group then shifts the focus to Sutton, who also unfollowed Erica. Sutton explains it's not that deep. She and Garcelle were just talking about how Garcelle did it, and so Sutton unfollowed her too as a joke. She and Garcelle got a good laugh out of it, you know? And Erica's called her a cunt before, so why is this Instagram gate such an issue? Sutton tries to explain her side, but Kyle won't let her speak, and she keeps telling her that she's playing the victim. Maybe just shut up and let her talk, Kyle. If you don't agree, then you don't agree, but how can you tell Dorit earlier in the episode that Sutton doesn't say enough when you don't even let her respond to your questions? You asked her a question, let her at least explain. Sutton says no one defended her when Erica called her a cunt, to which Rena quickly replies, why do we need to? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. And to which Diana quickly responds, well, you are one. Erica and Diana burst out laughing before Diana continues to cut Sutton down, calling her slithery, and then she questions whether or not she even has feelings. 
Sutton's choking back tears, and she really doesn't say anything, which Kyle then uses to accuse Sutton of trying to play the victim once again and garner sympathy. Sutton really can do no right in their eyes. And I don't think Sutton is perfect by any means. I mean, you all know that I was firmly Team Crystal when I felt like Sutton did her dirty. But Sutton has apologized profusely to Diana and Rinna. She and Erica have talked through their issues ad nauseum, and yet she's constantly berated and torn down whenever they're in a group. Kyle says that she respects Diana for saying what she thinks and feels. But God forbid Sutton say what she thinks and feels. God fucking forbid. One of the best things about growing up in Arizona is that there's incredible Mexican food on every street corner. And you know what goes best with good Mexican food? Traditional Mexican horchata. Don't know what horchata is? It's creamy, delicious rice milk flavored with cinnamon, vanilla, and sugar. Okay, you thirsty now? Me too. Luckily, even if you're far from the southern border, you can get your horchata fix every day with cinnamon. Cinnamon is a brand created by my good friend Tyler, who is even more obsessed with horchata and all things cinnamon than I am. He's developed all-natural skincare products and more, crafted in California with ethically sourced ingredients and infused with real cinnamon. Have you heard of the antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, or antioxidant properties of cinnamon when applied to the skin? Or how about how it helps treat acne? What about how cinnamon promotes blood flow, helping with skin elasticity by bringing blood flow to the surface of the skin and helping to moisturize skin with all of that added circulation? Some of my personal favorite products from Cinnamon are their signature lip balm that gives your lips a sweet tingle and a subtle natural plump, their all-natural deodorant developed for sensitive skin, and the Coco Chata body beverage that leaves your body hydrated and smelling like heaven. They even have candles and air fresheners to keep your entire home, car, or office smelling like your favorite dessert. With Cinnamon, you'll enjoy all the benefits Cinnamon has to offer your skin and your senses. Visit cinnamon.com, that's S-I-N-M-I-N.com, and use code Blake at checkout for 15% off your total order today and receive free shipping on all orders over $50. That's code Blake for 15% off your order at cinnamon.com. I may have a black heart, but I can be sweet sometimes, and Cinnamon definitely helps. Okay, guys, I am so excited because I am here with another Bravo-holic and a fellow Bravo podcaster, Emily Hanks from the She Speaks Bravo podcast. Hi, Emily. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. Ooh, that was such a like- I know. Sexy... I didn't actually mean for it to come out. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was kind of hot. I'm into it. <laughs> I liked it too, but I don't know how I can access that again. I, I wish I had that on standby, but oh, I, I liked kind of, it too. I kind of like that it's like just for me. <laughs> it was. It was. You brought it out in me. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I don't even realize that I'm just like pulling that out of people, I guess. You are. <laughs> okay. So I always tell people one of my absolute favorite things about being a, a Bravo podcaster is getting to connect with other Bravo-holics like yourself. I mean, it's honestly so much fun. So thank you for joining me on the podcast. It means a lot. My pleasure. I love to get invited. I, I rarely actually get invited on other people's pods. Oh, that's so surprising because I know <laughs> you have such <laughs> insightful commentary, but honestly, it's probably because everyone just assumes you're so busy. Like you put out so many episodes. I don't know how you do it. Um, <laughs> how I mean, do you have like a, a schedule or do you just kind of whenever you have a thought, you put something out? You mean of my content or of my episodes? For the episodes, because I was looking and you have like, like I do, I do weekly, but you have like, it feels like it's almost every other day. Doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I do. So I do. So I just do one episode. Like, so one show is one episode. So mm -hmm. I do Atlanta, 
Beverly Hills and Southern Charm. Gotcha. So that so I, it's three episodes. Three so I'm I'm dreading when uh, Salt Lake City comes out because I know that Salt Lake City will be out when Beverly Hills and Atlanta, I think, are still on. Yeah, at least for a little bit. I know Atlanta is getting ready to wrap up, but I think uh-huh. we might have some crossover with like the reunion at least. And I'm like, oh God, so yeah. then I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> so so then- what do you, what do you do when there's like two episodes on the same night? Like, I, I mean, I guess, are you not then recapping Dubai, for example? I, so yeah, I did not recap Dubai for that exact reason. Right. I had to be like, I, cause I thought about it. I, I, I was going to do a Beverly Hills Dubai combo recap. Okay. But I talked too damn much about <laughs> Beverly Hills. And so my episode was already two hours. And I was like, okay, I can't act like I would get to the end of the Beverly Hills recap. In fact, I think my first Beverly Hills recap, because I I do it with my friend Pia. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to the end and my notes, I, I had the Dubai recap written out. And it was literally we were at two and a half hours. And I was like, I'm not even going to bring up Dubai. Because yeah. I don't, I have to pee. Like, right. I, <laughs> like I need, to, we need to stop. So totally. I, so I, then I was like, forget it. I, I hadn't even announced I was going to do, do Dubai. So, but I've already announced I'm going to do Salt Lake City and Potomac. So I kind of screwed you have myself. To. Yeah. I have to We're going to hold you to it. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. So, uh, so if it's ever on the same night, I, I just will, I'll pick one. But if I start, but listen, if I start to blow up and make some money off this, then I will dedicate my life to doing oh. it and I will do it all, honey. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you have a Venmo, I'll Venmo you a couple bucks. If, if that's I what love it takes. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do actually, I've started doing that because I'll sometimes get requests in my DMS from followers. And it's, I love that they think of me when they have an idea because yeah. like, I'll make, I'll make cool montages and I'll add in like funny clips and things like that, but it takes so long to do them. Yeah. And so sometimes people will say like, you've got to do a montage of all of Kathy's reactions in this last episode. And I will just send them a link to my, buy me a coffee. Perfect. I love I'll that. Say, just go ahead. Exactly, honey. Yeah, my time is worth one iced latte. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Or and if they and if they sometimes I'll get like a whole podcast, like you should recap Married to Medicine. And I'm like, you can buy a membership to buy me a coffee then because that it honey. Yeah. That's also the same night as Atlanta. So there would be no way. Right. I mean, it's so hard. They really do overload us with so much goodness. I mean, yes, exactly. It's it's a a gift and a curse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I mean. God, I just like bathe in it all, you know? <laughs> so I need to know, how did you first get into the Bravoverse? Like, like what was the first show you watched and what was your relationship to Bravo in the beginning? I, d- I think it had to have been Orange County Housewives. Um, and I know that I watched it when I, like when it came on and I was the only one in my household who watched it. And I vaguely remember like, no like my parents being annoyed I was watching it yeah and no one at all in my life caring about it and so I I know for the longest time it was a dirty little secret yeah like that no one liked it then when did real world come out well the real world was was long before way before yeah I think the real world was like the 90s the 90s right okay and so 
so the real world came out, but like, I just don't understand why housewives was considered like so tacky because we'd yeah. had reality TV. And it was pretty trashy. And I it felt was. like, I felt like housewives was like classy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially those first few seasons of orange County in particular, it really was very like documentary style. It was following the women's careers or lack thereof. It was following their home lives. And you rarely even really saw the wives interacting with each other. Um, yeah. It wasn't until later on, I want to say like when when Tamara really showed up is when you kind of started getting the uh, housewives that we know and love today. But you're right. It really was more of like a slice of life akin to the real world, you know? And I feel like I would say things like what you just said exactly and feel like I was making a point and I would always get very dismissed. People would be yeah. like, okay, sure. Right. But I'm like, I'm not crazy. Like, I really feel like this is actually good television and you guys are overlooking it. Um, and so it was just my dirty little secret, but I felt like it was, it was classy television. And I yeah. thought it was like you, all of you are missing out. So I went most of my life. I watched all of Bravo flipping out project runway. I loved it all. And in fact, I'm on a crusade to get Bravo to go back to making more diversified programming. I'm yeah. sick of them just doing housewives. It's like, yeah. they that's all they do. Well, and even their non-housewives shows now just follow the housewives formula. It's it's the exact same oh, idea. You mean like you mean like the real girlfriends of Paris? <laughs> exactly. Or in Paris? Exactly. Or even, you know, like we had Ladies of London, even, you know, Married to Medicine, all of the shows, they're the same idea. And then even when we do have, you know, they'll try and switch it up and be like, well, let's throw some men in the mix. And then we get shows like, you know, Southern Charm, um, Summer House, Vanderpump Rules, but it's still the the same formula it's a group of friends they're fighting they're bickering and then there's a reunion and they make up um but yeah i would love to see more programming that's focused on like like workplace drama that was a huge yes. thing for bravo in the beginning i mean there there were so many shows that highlighted different industries and professions in such a cool way. Um, I mean, we had shows about hair. We had shows about yes. like design. We had, I mean, there was just so much going on. And I think that was like their ethos. It was mm -hmm. to be culture driven. And now we just care about like, and don't get me wrong. I eat it up. Clearly we love it, right. but we're just saying like, it's, I don't care if they do another housewives. Like people are yeah. like, which city would you want other housewives? I'm like, what do we care? Like if you, you don't really... have time for another housewives. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like none. I yes. swear to God, if you introduce Please. another show, I'm I get tired whenever they mention it. Yeah. But if you want to showcase a city, like if that's the whole idea, if they want to like, if you, if you just want a new city to be recognized, find a cool thing to talk about in that city. Like, let's say go to a restaurant and be like, let's showcase, showcase the staff at this restaurant, like the cook. I don't know something, right. but I don't want to see yet another show about rich people doing rich people things, fighting about rich people because we, we do that already. Right. So I'd like them to mix it up like Tabitha Salon. Right. One of the best shows ever. Yes, there were so many good shows. Um, and, and those types of shows still exist. There's still an audience for them, but they're just not on Bravo anymore. I know they're, they're on like random channels that uh, like, I can't be bothered to find, you know, and, and, and they're not the same. Like Bravo has such a beautiful aesthetic mm -hmm. and they don't, it's like, okay, I know we know Bravo has to stage, not stage. That's not the right word. So you don't just get a camera crew suddenly somewhere. Right. right. Like it, not everything they have can to be facilitate captured. the the filming. 
exactly. And so the good trained staff, I mean, cast staff, the good cane, the trained cast, they can do things like not talk at all until they're filming. Right. The ones that are a little sneakier, like Southern Charm, they'll do a lot more texting and talking before they film so that mm -hmm. they know what they talk about on camera. Right. Just because they're a lot more careful. They're from the South. They're a lot more careful and controlled. But like Vanderpump Rules OG cast, they were trained from day one. Like Stassi and Kristen, they did not talk to each other until they filmed. Right. So you would get like, yes, it was staged. Like they were like, okay, action, like cameras are up, but it was still like authentic. Right. Other networks will do literally like a scripted reality show. Yeah. yeah. Selling I, Sunset. I literally, I was just going to say, I just got done watching Selling the OC. And while, while I loved it, it was very different than the Bravo version of reality TV. And I think part of that too is like you said, where, where, where it all comes from, like where their roots are as a network. Yes. So I want Bravo to go back to making, like get more creative in your programming, stop doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So yeah, that is I my mean, crusade. Do you remember when Bravo was just like inside the actor's studio? And oh then my God, like, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. It I was, forgot it was about like that. A very different thing. And so in its essence, I mean, it sounds crazy, but in its essence, The Real Housewives was supposed to be like a docu-series about a specific culture, you know? Yes, and behind the gates. Yeah, the behind the fucking gates, Tammy Knickerbocker's gates, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy that it was basically Desperate Housewives that they were trying to kind of, they're like, well, well this kind of does exist, guys. We can yeah. show it. Yeah. And I mean, how it's evolved is amazing. Like the fact that Atlanta came out of that because they right. were like, hold on, we have so many other places we could go with this. Well, and each city brings such a unique... Um, flavor it like the the city the cities in themselves are characters on the show you know and they potomac. really do yeah i mean potomac is a world of its own a world i'd never even heard of i was like what the same fuck? what is a potomac like i don't know what that is i remember when they first announced it i was like i'm sorry I, and like, no one knew how to say it yeah yeah and then they're like just dc it's dc <laughs> and in fact wasn't the wasn't the marketing where's potomac i think yes. that was like the marketing they went with they knew that no one had a clue, but it it did allow, I mean, Potomac, it took a while to take off. It it wasn't a, an overnight hit, but I think that like unknown, I mean, I remember going into it so blind and not having any idea. And when, when you go into a viewing like that with no expectations whatsoever, it, it blew my mind. And it still is one of, I think, one of the best housewife cities to date. It's my favorite. It's so good. I cannot wait for Potomac to come back. Uh, oh, I just, oh, I have it's to It's so have good. It. It's the only one that I can truly say that there has never been a single cast member that I've like hated. Every other city there are as at least one or two or like 20 that I'm like, I, I can't even watch their scenes. They make my skin <laughs> crawl. Um, I'm thinking, Kelly I was going to say, who, I was going to say, who is it? I was gonna, let's go through the other franchises. A lot, of, a lot of Kelly Dodd scenes racing through my, my brain right now, but, but yeah, Potomac, I, I like all of them. Did really you do. watch Potomac from day one? I did not. Um, Neither did I. I, I 
I did not watch any of Bravo from day one. I actually was one of those people that their friends who watched, they were like embarrassed to tell me about it because I would make fun of them and just be like, trash, which is so weird to me because I wasn't like a a snob when it came to reality TV. Like I loved Jersey Shore. I grew up watching like Laguna oh. Beach and the Hills. Like I liked reality TV. So I, I don't know why I turned my nose up to the Real Housewives. It might've been me thinking like, well, I don't want to watch middle-aged women. Like at the time I was like a 20 year old kid. Okay, you, know? you didn't think you'd connect. Yeah, I think that was it. And my best friend, uh, she like twisted my arm eventually and I started watching Orange County. And my life was never the same. <laughs> but, you know, that's actually fair, though. Like, demographic-wise, you're like, what am I going to relate to? And exactly. so you went with Jersey Shore in the hills. That right. Actually, that makes some sense. Younger, younger vibes. And and I, like I said, I was in college at the time, I think, when I finally did start watching it. And, like, I, I mean, <laughs> believe it or not, there was a time when, like, I wasn't, like, a super flamboyant, out-of-the-closet guy. Like, I, mm. was, I was I was in a fraternity. Like, I was just... Okay. Uh, you know, doing other things. Gotcha. Um, but as soon as I, okay. as soon as I turned it on, then like that facade faded away and and the Blake that we know and hopefully love. Hold on. I'm dying. I'm dying that when you were like this, when you were like straight frat guy, you're like, I am never going to be into housewives. But as soon yeah. as you were like, oh my God, wait, I'm and you're like, I love the housewives. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, I am one of them. Like, you're like, I am a middle-aged woman. <laughs> exactly. And I think that a lot of gay men feel that way. So like highly relatable, honestly. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was, I was slow and steady getting into Bravo and into the shows. Um, but I, you know, I, I didn't want to overload myself. So I like watched all of Orange County that was out at the time. And then I jumped into the next one and watched all of Beverly Hills that. that was out at the time. So it took me a while to finally get to Potomac. I think when I f- first started watching it, they were maybe on season three. Okay. Um, but now at this point, I watch them all. I like rewatch them all. I mean, I, at any given time, I have season nine of Orange County running in the background, just Shannon Bedore, like screaming her head off. It's, it's my, well um, done. It's my soul food. Is that is that Cancer Gate? Uh, no, that would be the next ten. season. Yeah, okay, yeah. So season, season ten is my is my like that can always be on. So good. Yeah. It's no, so... I I love that we all have. Um, it's almost like um, soothing meditation music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is like a good season. Like my uh, Roni one is the whatever season the bra party of Roni yes. is that one. I love that whole season. So good. I love so um. What's interesting that you just started, I'm going back to what you said about how you watch Jersey Shore because like you connected with it. I am realizing that I was such like, a, I always wanted to be older when mm-hmm. I was younger. So like, I was like, I am a middle-aged woman when I was a teenager <laughs> and didn't watch Jersey Shore and didn't really like Laguna Beach because I'm like, I'm right. in my forties. Like those I, crazy kids. Those kids, like, totally. Uh, and I didn't watch Jersey Shore until literally a few months ago. Oh gosh. And Jersey Shore, I mean, like we were talking about, it makes the housewives look like the classiest ladies on the block. Well, I actually tried to watch Jersey Shore and I was like, this house is disgusting. I like I could never, but I knew it was when I was start, when I started Jersey Shore, I said to myself, pay attention to the first two seasons because these are those magical seasons that this show will never get back because mm-hmm. this was like historic television. Yeah. The kids knew nothing about what was about to happen to them. The producers knew nothing about what was going And I realized why it became such 
a cultural shift. Yeah. And how many things came out of it. And I yeah. became, I was instantly in love with Vinny because I like went back to my like childhood years where I was like, why is it so hot when they like hold Ron and Sammy apart when they're fighting? Yeah. Like right? I was like, oh, I want them just to do that all the time. And yes. I was like, oh my God. Like it was <laughs> so me toxic. Back. Yes. I was like, ooh, do that again, Vinny. Like toxic as hell, but like the yeah. house was disgusting. So, so nasty. And like, I'm, so my um, housewives like spirit animal is Heather Dubrow. And I I know, oh. I know it's controversial. I, I have like a running joke that like, yes, I love Heather Dubrow. And I don't know if that makes me fabulous or like the worst person in the world, but either way I own it. Um, I am so type A, I am such a neat freak. Like I, like everything in my world is so clean and tidy, but there was a time when I lived like those Jersey shore assholes, but it was like when I was watching that show wow. in my 20s. And I, I can't was, even like, see you like that. That's oh, crazy. It was disgusting. I was actually laughing with one of my my good friends, the one who got me into the housewives. Um, and we were just talking and she was actually, she was, it was really sweet. She was just saying how, how much I've grown and she's so proud of me. And she was like, I remember one time I came and I stayed at your, your house, like when you <laughs> used to live in Los Angeles and I got up in the middle of the night and like bumped into your, your dresser and like a big poof of dust just like flew <laughs> off of it. And I was like, I like cringed just thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, no Jersey Shore, it, it was such, like you said, a, a cultural moment. And I don't think that the Real Housewives had that right from the beginning. It wasn't like an overnight success. It it took a while. And I actually mm -hmm. think it wasn't until maybe like the Real Nini. Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, Nini. I was going to say the Real Housewives of New Jersey, like the table the flip. The table flip. That's, yeah. that's possible. But I mean, around the same time, Atlanta and New Jersey kind of came, came up at the same time. And I think that's when we started getting this new tone on the Real Housewives, which totally. was one of flipping tables and like, you know, screaming at each totally. other. So, so it definitely took, uh, it took notes from shows like Jersey Shore for sure. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't an overnight like, wow, everyone's got to watch this. It felt more experimental. Yeah. And I think that's why it's had such longevity and why here we are almost 15 years later. Like, oh how God. crazy is that? But yeah. almost 15 years later, and it's as popular as ever. It's not going anywhere, despite what people want to say, you know, like the even with ratings dipping like it's it, the conversation around the real housewives has never been louder than it is right now well that's kind of why i think beverly hills may be the toughest to watch but the ratings are still so high yeah because it you're dissecting it you have like you you need to figure it out somehow yes and there's so much now that plays out off camera whether that's in the media, whether that's in the news, whether that's in the courts, whether that's, you know, in our phones, um, in our hand, uh, there's just a lot. And Beverly Hills seems to be the one that, um, that feeds into that the most. It, so much happens off camera. Yes. And that's frustrating. Like you said, the pros know to to lay it all on the line on the camera and when when the cameras are down you guys go your separate ways in fact i remember this most recent season of orange county my girl heather dubrow said at one point like at the very beginning um she was like oh yeah i ran into gina and emily and shannon at javier's but there were no cameras and i had never met 
uh, Gina and Emily before. So I left and I told them like, I can't sit and join you guys because I need to meet you on camera. And I remember mm. thinking like, that is a professional right there. That is a pro. That, it's true though. Yeah. And on Beverly Hills, they need to like leave the fucking table, say, Hey, we need to have these conversations on camera, not like sitting around at the polo club or texting back and forth and then like screenshotting it and posting it to Instagram. I don't know. There's just, it's, it's chaos. I mean, should we dive into Beverly Hills while we're, while we're going? Let's let's do it. Let's go there. Overall your, your takes on the current season. Exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) When I so I love recapping Atlanta because it's entertaining. It's like a it's like a multicam sitcom at this right. point. It's so yes. funny. Beverly Hills, I have to like buckle up mm-hmm. and you almost need like a degree in sociology, yeah. a degree in like therapy, a degree mm-hmm. in like like criminal forensics. I don't know, like all of it. <laughs> I it's it's also like kind of going with what you just said. You know, in that in the in the disco episode where mm-hmm. we find out Dorit went running over to Erica to say that Garcelle said, you know, don't be Kyle, don't be right. Kyle. Right. Notice they didn't have any footage to flash to because Dorit did that off camera. Right. And that's fucking annoying. Yeah. Because yeah. do it on camera. Yeah. At least get a scene together where we can see Dorit talking to Erica. But no, it's they're all strategizing and it's all so calculated that it's really tiring to dissect it because you've got Garcelle and Sutton. It almost just looks like they're sitting there kind of waiting for the, the next move on their part and they, and they have to react to it. Yeah. Sutton, not so great. Cause she no. can't, you know, she, but it, that's also what's funny. Like I didn't enjoy Sutton until I started recapping and impersonating Sutton <sighs> and she's funnier when you're going to re like reenact yeah. her scenes, but yes. she used to kind of infuriate me cause she's so just wild, but right. She's very, she's, she to me is like, like the Beverly Hills equivalent of like Shannon Bedore. Oh. Like very reactionary. Okay. And like, actually like, good. Right. And like, I think truly means well and like really does think that they are doing and saying the right thing, but they're not a lot of the time. Okay. I don't agree with that full okay. assessment. That, no, that's fine. That's fine. But I will say, hold on, hold on. I might take that back because this last season, Shannon, I really came around on Shannon. See, I didn't even, here's what I'm going to be honest. I actually had to stop watching last season because I was coming around on Shannon oh and Shannon has been my enemy. And wow. I'm like, I will not start liking you, Shannon. But I was, I was, you like, know what it's, it's, it was twofold. I think it was boat Shannon. She's Shannon's great on a boat. And then she was eating edibles. So like, but, yeah, but honestly, know. Emily and, and Gina were playing it wrong. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I really wanted to be here for the takedown of Shannon, but you guys did that so wrong that even right. I'm like, Shannon didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like feeling bad for Shannon. I yeah. refuse. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I get, the, I get those vibes from, from Sutton, you know, she's kind yeah. of, she's very reactionary. She kind of gets like that buggy look on her face sometimes. The buggy look, that is, yeah. but I see you, I give you that for sure. And so, but Garcelle is masterful in she's her response. She's amazing. I've never, she, I've never seen someone hold their boundaries so well. She's a top tier housewife. Oh I, God. I truly, truly believe that she is up there with the greats. And I know that that's 
controversial. Like she's a fan favorite, but I think she's still so fresh that people, you know, aren't ready to give her that like crown yet. But I'm oh. I'm saying it, guys. I'm putting it out there. I think she's worthy. Honestly, this is kind of like advanced level housewives cast maneuvering because yeah. they're not just like, you know, coming at her and yelling and making her work in a scene like the way Kenya would. Right. Because you can kind of battle and you can go toe to toe. She's having to maneuver it like that stupid scene with Rena being like, do you hear her? Oh, my God. And fear like comes, that whole thing comes and, from love like and oh garcelle just went what am i fearful of right like the way she answered that because my knee-jerk reaction would have been shot like i would have wanted to cuss her out exactly but she, but she just asked her what am i fearful of and let rena say the dumbest thing let rena go well that's a question you need to ask yourself <laughs> Like, oh. bitch, I just asked you the question. No, honey, if you're going to say I'm fearful, then you better have a response. Right. And so, and then Garcelle just gets to scoff at her. So I feel we could totally put her up there with the greats because yeah. what we're watching is something no one's really had to navigate because yeah. no one's had a Rinna. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. And, and you touched on something really interesting, which is in other cities like Atlanta, for example, even I think in Orange County, um, it really is just kind of like a lot of bickering and a lot of like women just really like uh, not thinking and and just speaking first. Whereas in Beverly Hills, it's very calculated. I mean, I, I we all know the infamous quote about how Lisa Vanderpump is Bobby Fisher, but like they're all playing chess, every last one of them. That show is is such a like these housewives are are dancing such a delicate dance or at mm -hmm. least they they should be some of them are tripping over themselves a little bit this season but yeah. It, yeah it's it's very different and you're right you know in order to be a good Beverly Hills housewife you really have to be able to like play into to the the games that are being thrown at you and that's such a difficult thing to do you know it would be so much easier to just like start screaming at each other and yeah. that's where lisa rinna is losing it this year because she's she's starting to crack and she's just like screaming and crying and like that's that doesn't work on this cast rinna if she's not gone next season i i'm truly boycotting i'm not watching she drives me absolutely crazy um <sighs> Okay, I mean, I guess we should get into all of the nonsense that's played out off screen over the past week or two. I mean, yeah, I, right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've lost track of time. It's got, it feels like it's gone on forever. I know, and I'm trying to keep up. And I, 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 <laughs> I literally, I saw a post earlier that someone, you know, posted about this whole thing. And I commented being like, wait, can you give me some context? I'm a little confused. And they literally just responded, LOL. And I was like, that doesn't help me. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, and what was it? It was just about how disrespectful it was that someone had like shared screenshots of DMs. And I, I didn't know what they were talking about because there have been so many DMs that have been shared. Lisa I was Rinna like, which shared. ones? <laughs> I know that. No, that's what I said. I was like, can I, I need help. And they were just like, LOL, he he. And I was like, no, fuck you. Tell me. Um, <laughs> but, and, and for my listeners, like, whatever we're about to talk about too, there's probably going to be so much more by the time I post this episode, because yep. we're, we're recording now on Tuesday, this episode will be out on Monday. So almost a, oh. a full week. So this is, I mean, everything we're saying now is probably going to be so irrelevant. And they're, my listeners going to be like, um, no, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but okay. So 
I don't even like know where to begin. Um, <laughs> it seems like Lisa Rinna is having a mental break on social media. Um, uh, then there's that Patrick Summers guy who like claims to be all in the middle of it. Um, like then so every once in a while, Kathy will chime in and just be like, huh, what, who? Uh, so there's just a lot of confusion. W what are your takes on what's going on? Um, all of this is kind of surrounding like the bot attacks on, on Garcelle's son, um, which I talked about on my last episode. So, I mean, where, where, where is your head in all of this? Oh my God. Spinning. Yes. Um, right. I mean, I literally, that was the worst description I've ever given of like a situation because I can't even, I like, <laughs> don't even know how to explain all of this that is being said. So, well, okay. Lisa's most recent post about, um, well, so, so she's, CC loves you. The account. Yes. Is that, is that, so she shared, yes. she messaged Rena and asked like, why did you remove Bravo's statement about Garcelle's son being yeah. attacked? That statement pissed me off so much though, yes. because that statement was a bit insulting and putting it blamed like, the fans. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, how, uh-uh uh-uh that's we've established now that it's not the fans and we need you to say something like we are looking into the possibility that this was bots i don't know say something like that right but don't don't i don't like that yeah. anyway it was a bullshit statement but anyway it was for we all know that bravo pr made everybody post it we know they did initially rena and erica only shared it in their stories i know for a fact bravo pr text them and said you fuckers need to share that in your feed so by the next morning they had it shared by the way can i cuss i just realized, oh yeah yeah okay, bitch I, okay fuck good. yeah <laughs> okay good i just realized i've been cussing so much um oh, yeah we're gonna fucking cuss up a fucking motherfucking storm <laughs> okay fucking great yeah um so so she removes everything cc messages her and says hi everyone's freaking out why did you remove the statement and seemingly everything else show related so she responds with a very all lives matter type of response and mm -hmm. that really pissed me off because this is when she was it... like i'm just trying to keep everything cool and well, like fun no she like... said all our kids are being threatened oh right that was it and then also we saw erica respond with when someone said no i didn't hear all this outrage when your son was being threatened in 2020 exactly erica says yeah. and so, and also Diana mentioned the same thing in one of her statements, you know, all of our kids have been threatened and I get that this has actually happened. I do. We all, we know across all franchises that this does happen because fans are gross. Trolls are gross. Yeah. Um, but this has happened right in front of our eyes right now with, with one of them who did not seem like a bot saying you should have a foot on your neck. I'm not going to repeat it because it is right. very triggering. No, I know exactly what I, yep. And it was racist. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't make you as a white person want to stand up and say, this is wrong. The one black person on our cast should not have her teenage son singled out in a racist, hateful, threatening comment ever, period. Yes, our children have been threatened, but not because of their race. Right. We stand against that. Yeah. It's an all lives matter tone. It's yeah. that like, you know, okay, it doesn't, we, we are the, unfortunately we have been, we are the superior race in people's minds. Right. Right. 
So yeah. guess what? We can take a fucking step back. 100%. You assholes. Yeah. And you can just let Garcelle's family have this. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Well, you and fuckers, air, air, I hate them. 100%. Oh, I got to calm down. I got to calm down. Sorry. No, take that no, out. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually just gonna like loop it over. And I know over for the rest of the episode. Sure. <laughs> no, but you're you're so right. Like, and it was up to Erica in that moment when the the person commented about her son. It was up to her to say like that's irrelevant. Like I love my son, but right now we're talking about a, an actual child and B actual racism. Um, like the the two, the two do not, they're not comparable whatsoever. Um, and, and yeah, Lisa Rinna's tone. Yes. It was very, the like making it about like, well, all of our kids, like, first of all, no, uh, your girls are fine. They're supermodels. Like they're more traumatized by like how you treat them. Exactly. Um, But also, yeah, what, what I was mentioning too is in in those um, DMs, she also was just like, I'm just trying to keep my page like really light and fun. And I thought that that was so dismissive. This isn't the time to be like having fun. Like you, this is very serious and you should be taking it seriously. And I think that's why I struggle so much with Lisa Rinna this season, both on the show and off the show, because it's like, pick a lane, either you're like, completely traumatized by what's going on and like everything that that you're doing and saying is a reaction from that trauma oh or you just like love to fuck with people it's like it, you can't have it both ways i'm so glad you brought that up because is she or is she not go vacillating between i'm grieving and i'm sad and that's why i'm acting out and then i'm a bad bitch and i say what i want Exactly. At one point she even said like, it's just really fun to yell at you Sutton or like, I just like it. And it's like, okay, so you're, so you're not doing this. It's not coming from your grief. You're doing it because you get a kick out of it. You know, that's and not fair. I know. <laughs> and I even, you can't do I, that. I know. And I was even arguing with someone on, on Twitter about this exact thing yesterday because I, I, I forget what the, like the initial context was, but it was something along the lines of like, she she can't keep using her grief as an excuse like like your grieving doesn't excuse abusive behavior it doesn't we all lose people and it's horrible and i do not wish losing your mom on anyone but that doesn't mean that you can just go and like scream at everyone that you walk by um and the person responded and was kind of going back and forth with me and was like well you know people grieve differently you don't need to understand her grief and i was like i get that but i still don't think it excuses it and then their next response is like well she just thinks it's really fun to yell at sudden and i was like well then that's not grief anymore you know like she's just a cunt because Yes, we cuss on this show. That was such a good use of cunt. That was like, that came from such a good place and it was so appropriate. From my gut, you know. It was so good. Um, You know what I just remembered? I had to write it down because I was like, I'm going to forget. You know who else did that? Lala on on Vanderpump Rules. Yes, I remember that. And I remember I was... I remember there was a scene with her and Ariana and Ariana tried saying those exact things to her. And she was like, look, I get it. I lost my dad while I was filming. Um, And I remember this. And it was all, exactly. And it was like this conversation that she tried to have with Lala and like really connect with her. And and I thought she was being a really good friend. Um, It was used against her. And then I remember the whole next season, Lala hated Ariana because of this conversation. And I was like, bitch, I, I like, you cannot just be an awful, terrible person because you're sad. And, yeah. and you were kind of the same way before your dad died. So like, it, right. That's the same with Rena. It's like, you were 
you were a huge cunt before Lois died and you're still a huge cunt. So that's just you, dollface. (laughs) I really like it's like this behavior isn't that out of character. So it's not like we're watching this like we've never seen this before. Right. We're like, no, no, this is accurate it's just it's just annoying because it's only towards Sutton and she's literally said sorry you've forgiven her and then you do another scene where you're like oh I hold on make it mad at her again right. and then she says sorry you forgive her and then you do another scene and we repeat it totally. but then you're like it's the grief and it's like that's just not how grief really works no not as, at all as as Pia my my co-host Pia on Beverly Hills is like you don't have like preemptive grief like you're not like hey guys just letting you know I'm gonna have a lot of grief coming up <laughs> that's so that's so true like, like buckle up guys buckle I think up next week's gonna be a rough one like, yeah I'm gonna be yelling at a lot of people cussing a lot of people out like shut the yeah. hell up Rena. get it exactly. together it's although I guess I, I saw there's a pre there was a preview released of Kyle saying you know it's interesting it, it's only directed at Sutton I'm like I'm glad someone's at least acknowledging ding, it ding, in ding, weird ding. time yeah yeah because it doesn't make sense that only Sutton's getting the brunt of it because it should be going to kind of towards everybody right it would be just anyone that looks at you the wrong way you know yeah but it's yeah. going only to Sutton because she's easy mm-hmm. yeah because I get it like I would want to mess with Sutton too because she's funny to see get wound up yes it's those like, bug eyes have gonna... fun. <laughs> yeah but like then we'd have fun and laugh but yes. like it's kind of like how I'd want to like fuck with Austin on Southern Charm because okay. Austin is so easy to make like upset and like yeah. I just find him really funny when he's upset yeah but I feel like he's also one where it's easy to like get past it with him yeah. yeah. Or even if he's not past it, I would still just be <laughs> laughing because he's so funny when he's upset. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's let's switch gears. Let's talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So you said that recapping Atlanta is like <sighs> a, a joy to you. It, it I really it. is. It's so much lighter. Um, and and part of that is just, you know, the women on the show, the storylines are not deep whatsoever. Um, but I also think the editing on Atlanta is Mwah. it's so chef's kiss. It's, it's so funny. I also feel like at this point, they're like intentionally casting side characters, like to be comedic relief. Like, like <laughs> totally. in this episode, Sheree's assistant, that's helping her with this fashion show. I was like, she needs a spinoff. She was yeah. so funny. She was hilarious. So w- what are you loving about this season of real houses of Atlanta? Who are you into? Who are you maybe not so into? I love Candy so much this season. Candy is thriving. Mm-hmm. Like, what? okay, so what's interesting is Candy isn't trying to thrive. She's just naturally responding to things, and it's just funny. Yeah. Because Marlo's making her, you know, work a little bit harder, and she is just naturally hilarious she's given us line after line there was one even in the beginning it's very overlooked but i found it very funny when they're at uh brooklyn's birthday and uh the whole someone said you suck dick in a locker room and so there are kids here (laughs) in her confessional she's like i have never ever 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 sucked dick in a locker room so i'm highly offended (laughs) 
<laughs> she's dead serious uh-huh. it's just like gem after gem yeah. so i think candy's having maybe one of her best seasons maybe like top two of she all is. time her her response her response time is great and Ugh. like how she's responding even when she's getting like mad it's Ugh. not it's not the same type of mad that we've seen from her previously it's nope. like y- you can tell that nothing's really cutting her deep and i i like that Bitch, I'm worldwide. Are you kidding me? And then the fact that like two days after that episode aired, she had merch. She had bitch on worldwide hoodies like being shipped out. Even even in uh, Sunday's episode when 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 Sheree hands out those damn invitations and they have little outfits. And when I saw those, I was like, Sheree, you are not handing out invitations with tiny outfits inside of them when you don't have enough outfits. I I cannot. But then Candy's like, well, you might as well make outfits for Barbie. <laughs> and I feel like she was not kidding because she is a businesswoman. And she's yeah. like, well, switch gears because you need to make money somehow. It's true. No, honestly, doll clothes. That There's a there's got to be a there's a huge it. market. <laughs> she buys Sheree for Barbie. Are you yeah. kidding? She okay. buys Skipper. There you go. Oh, how cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm not. OK, I'm not saying I don't want her back, but Sonia is still getting her footing. I'm not a Sonya fan. I don't blame I'm, you. I don't blame you. I, I but would I think, not give her the gold. I here's the thing. I we Kendrick and I go round and round on this one because we're like, we get it. She's not, she doesn't, she's not, she doesn't understand the assignment yet. Right. At all. But I feel like we want one. I we want we've decided we want one more season. Okay. And if she doesn't get it next season, then then we, we tried. Yeah. Because we think she may be able to watch what's happened and like, we'll see how she does at the reunion. How about that? And that is there essentially it's every first season housewife. That's their audition. Yeah. It's like their final exam. Exactly. It's a hundred percent. So SAT test. (laughs) Yeah. Because she really doesn't understand the assignment. No, she, she really doesn't. And I feel like she came on the show like solely to promote herself and like this, like these kind of businesses, but mostly it's like, I feel like she came on the show to show off her Olympic medal. Like, I, I feel like really. that's why she talks she's about it too much. Yeah. And everything, even when she takes them on a trip, it's like to <laughs> go do Olympic training. And it's just, it's a lot. And I feel like that was her whole thing is like, Oh, I want to go on a show where I can like talk about myself and have fans. And like that comes later on, like you have to earn that, you know? There has been too much mention of the of the medals. I'm yeah. like, okay, the fact that she brought a medal to an event, I got really freaked out because when she brought it to that Jamaican cooking night, she yeah. she brings it, and I'm like, wait, is she giving them a medal? Right. But it was like, yeah. no, no, you can just touch it. Yeah, like, well, it was that was so weird because it's like my thoughts are <laughs> do you so, need to have it <laughs> exactly like you carry that in your purse yeah um, how did you bring it what was the vessel in which you brought that right apparatus? Like throw it in a trash bag or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the kind of thing you only show off when like people come into your home and you're like oh this is my metal in my like in the case, case or whatever right maybe maybe i could understand her bringing it to an event if you're throwing some like grand party that has Mm. something to do with sports or athletics or if she's like oh i'm i'm having uh like a thing like an event for my old olympic team or my training buddies or whatever like okay fine bring it it's on theme whatever but like to bring it to like a little cooking class desperate it was desperate. yeah and 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 the excuse like the prize was just to look at it (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my God. Okay. That's so, I was confused. <laughs> it's, no, it's like, it's all very confusing. <laughs> oh, um, what do you think about Sheree's grand return? How are you feeling? Um, I think that, you know what? I'm interested now that you asked, I just, because I didn't even think of it this way. She's a lot more humble this go round than she, because yes. she's scared because I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, her producer must've said, I think you should try to do she by Sheree. It's like fashion. Why does it? I've said it so many times. Why does it need to be a fashion show? She right. could have just launched an online store and mm -hmm. and had a party. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. That's it. Or or you know what? She could have just never brought it up again and just move on. Let it be like like your Sonia's toaster oven and just move on. You but know? you know how much easier it would have been if she was like, guys, I am gonna. We're working on some stuff, and so. We're going to, we're doing it. Woo. Here's a party. But instead, you know how hard it is to put on a fashion show when you don't even have clothes, <laughs> like when your business isn't a real business, <laughs> fashion shows are like the hardest thing to put on. So yeah. like her producer was like, I think we can do it. And she's like, okay. And so, yeah. So I think that she, she came on and is, a, she seems a little, um, not lost, but a little lost, a little bit more humble than we're used to seeing from Sheree. And it's yeah. kind of nice. I mean, she got her heart broken right in front of our eyes. So yes, in that's front of all of our eyes. <laughs> that's probably part of it. Yeah. And now she's trying to put on this fashion show. So I think I've, I'm, I'm seeing a more heartfelt Sheree and I kind of enjoy it. I do. I'm wondering how this reunion is going to go because she was talking a whole lot of shit about candy and I'm like, why? Yeah. And why are not, you talking shit about candy? candy? It, was, it seemed know. very weird. It did seem like she was trying to like align herself more with the new girls, which is like odd. I, you would think that she would go back with the girls that she was right. on the show with previously. Right. Um, what do you think about like, I mean, she's definitely, like you said, a little humbler. We're definitely not getting that same vibe that we got from OG Sheree. Um <laughs> okay what where where'd all her money go like why can't she afford anything <laughs> i feel because wasn't there a whole lot of stuff about like collections and yeah. stuff like that so i don't know really how like mar we need to know more about marlo's finances too so like sheree and marlo both kind of confuse me yeah in terms in terms of how they make any money right yeah it's definitely intriguing yeah, because that Sheree's house is it's, so humongous. It's like my favorite housewife's house. Agreed. All it is better than Chateau Dubrow. It is so nice. Like um, that party she threw in it was yeah. awesome. The basement. Oh my god, I could live and die in there. I want to go there so bad. Yeah, but how does she pay her mortgage? We really need to know, right? <laughs> and that thing took so long to make. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how. Because I mean, I don't even see her doing a ton of ads on like her Instagram. No, she. I don't think she does anything. Right. I really don't know. I like. I'm dead serious. Someone needs to find out how she makes her money. Because we know Bob isn't giving her a dime. No, no, not at all. Um, I, I hadn't even thought of that. Good yeah, question. she's not getting money from Tyrone. So I don't know. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, he's trash Ugh. uh i was speaking of trash were you happy to see apollo this past week that was the strangest was so <laughs> weird i don't know why she felt the need to include apollo that i i 
kind of feel like maybe also was a producer um, like saying that you should do that or like a producer suggested thing. But why? Like, was it just to drag Phaedra? Maybe. But what's (laughs) interesting about that is like, I don't think it did. First of all, I don't think it like had any, I don't think anyone was like watching it and like thinking negatively about Phaedra being like, ha, like where's Phaedra now? Because we just had Phaedra on girl strip. We just had Phaedra on Dubai and she like was amazing. So it was very weird. And I don't remember Apollo and Sheree having a friendship when they were on the show together. So well, when they were talking, when, when they did the flashback yeah. to, sh- to prove it, it wasn't even them hanging out. It was like Lawrence and Phaedra laughing and right. Apollo and Sheree happened to also be in that. They were scene. just in like, exactly in the same <laughs> room like, with them. It was so that, weird. That wasn't a proof of a friendship by any means. It was so weird. I'm, I also think maybe Bravo has realized that they have something like they can, they can, catch a spark with like bringing back uh, like an old face, you know? Um, so I think that- Oh, that, it's that classicness. Yeah. Bring back, bring back something familiar and exactly. everyone will like it. Yeah, it totally. I also it doesn't thought it was ridiculous is, but... when they kept like teasing it. They're like, who's going to meet Sheree for coffee? I'm like we all already, don't we all already know it's Apollo? Yeah, they showed it in the trailer. I'm pretty That's sure. So I was like, <laughs> you guys gave it away. <laughs> we already, you guys told us, just yeah. so we're clear. You guys told us they must have forgot. Like, so I think the I think the Atlanta editors are killing it in like the comedic timing part of it, but like not so much like the the drama part of it. Yeah, they completely <laughs> forgot. They're like, oh, we did put it in the trailer. Damn it! Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> we, so already, funny. we already edited the teaser. We can't we can't change. It is it. what it is, guys. It, they'll forget. You know, they're and like, it's a comedy. We meant it. Like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. It's it's basically like <laughs> satire at this point. So whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I read because we were like we know it's Apollo and also like does it make does it make Sheree's line uh any more legitimate in fact it kind of makes it less legitimate that Apollo's yeah. gonna be aligned with it well right it, like <laughs> I have nothing negative to say about pe- like ex-cons or people who rehabilitate themselves at all however you've already dated someone in in prison maybe don't make like a former prisoner the face of your line like like hire hire other ex-cons that's fine but like they don't they don't need to be like a well especially because apollo kind of always sort of makes it seem like he was not really doing anything that bad like it's not like he's come out and been like i needed i'm reformed yeah like he was like that was bullshit like he's always kind of had that attitude even in this episode the way he talked about phaedra and like yeah she like was such a bitch she just left me and i was like but do you remember what you did (laughs) yeah well do you not know though that like that is totally accurate oh (gasps) no i know i know okay i was like okay because i didn't know about that i listened to the bravo docket did you did you listen to their do you know the bravo docket yes yes okay so they did a they well i mean to be fair they read from that book that angela stanton Mm -hmm. wrote which is she angela stanton is like not the most credible source um but phaedra totally knew what apollo was doing yeah 100 percent. yeah then apollo gets busted and she's like my good name yeah I could never. So he isn't wrong to hate Phaedra. Right. It's just not the best look. No, exactly. Exactly. To come back and be like, fuck Phaedra. And then you're like, oh, want to model in my show? I'm like, right. Exactly. Because then there was also, he also like 
while it was playing out on the show. Do you remember that scene where he yes! like, like chased her around the garage? It was like very Didn't aggressive. Didn't he have like a, a tool in his hand too? Like a, yeah. like a, an electric it was like screwdriver driver like he, or he was something. basically like running around with a chainsaw with like a leather face mask on <laughs> and being like fuck you Pedro. something like that yeah, that's it was what it was terrifying that's what it that was. was back <laughs> when real Housewives of atlanta was a horror show now it's yeah. a comedy yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's what she said the great line she's like get away from me with this or yeah. go away from me Ex- with that exactly which is funny because when i see a serial killer that's what i say it's like yeah get go away, from, away me. from me with that honestly take that butcher <laughs> knife away from me oh my god <laughs> Okay. Um, I want to talk to you about Ultimate Girls Trip. Uh, oh. did, did you watch both seasons of it? And which I one did. did you prefer? The first one. Okay. Interesting. I feel like that is not the the opinion that I hear most of all. I had the unpopular opinion of not liking uh, the second one. Okay. Uh, but it did end better. Okay. So I was going to recap Ultimate Girls Trip 2. Um, I did one episode. Uh, I gave it the preface uh, and disclaimer of, look, guys, I tried, um, (laughs) but I'm going to recap this for you. But I am going to drag this show for filth because I hate Dorinda. Okay. Okay. And I know that's an unpopular opinion. And so I, I, I did the recap and I said, you guys weigh in on whether or not you want me to keep recapping this. Yeah. Most people said, please keep recapping this because this was really funny to watch you drag Dorinda. So then I tried to keep recapping it, but my mental health could not handle it. Uh, So Dorinda triggers me a lot. I have a hard time with her everything. Yeah. Yeah. This is not something I should say really, but she reminds me of my mom. Oh, okay. You know, I, I, I think that that's actually something that's very, very common, not necessarily like Dorinda specific, but I think in terms of why people connect to shows like The Housewives and have such strong, visceral, emotional responses is because they remind us of people that we know and love or know and hate or know and love to hate or know and hate to love. So mm-hmm. I, I I totally get that. Um, Dorinda is very polarizing. I have had, she's one of mine where like, I go from season to season to season, like, like a pendulum swing with her. Yeah. So I, I was struggling with it, but it did really end on a much brighter tone Mm -hmm. because she does like, she comes around. I love growth. Yes. So like the, I feel like the last two episodes were really good. Gotcha. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I can breathe. Yeah. But I had I really I had a really hard time with it. I liked yeah. the first one because it was I got what they were doing. I was yes. like, oh, we're going to get this is what the point of this is. We're going to get them talking about what it's like to be housewives. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get them talking about like the ins and outs of it. Like I liked learning that when they go to restaurants, they want them to order and they want to see the drinks coming to the table and the food coming to the table. Like these are the shots they need to get. So I started to understand what was the point of yeah. it. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but the, like I said, the second season was just very dark for me. And I felt like I was the only one in all of Bravo that didn't like it. And so I actually had like, I had to get off Instagram for two days <laughs> because I truly was having like an existential crisis. I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm the only, because everyone loved it. And I understood, but I was like, I don't like it. You know, don't ever second guess your gut. 
you know, <laughs> just like that's where I was. I was like, I feel like I am just disconnected from the entire community. I went away for two days and I came back and I was like, I'm going to announce something. You guys, <laughs> I have a confession. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I think that that's fair though. And I think that sometimes if you find like as a Bravoholic, I, I feel like I can speak on behalf of all Bravoholics. We're a bunch of fucking psychopaths. Yeah. So if every once in a while you feel like completely removed from a bunch of fucking psychopaths, give yourself a pat on the back. Be like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm normal for two days, you know? So <laughs> it I was think... actually nice to take a total, like I, I like deleted the app and everything. Oh, wow. oh my God, I know. that's ballsy. It was, it was really weird though, because I didn't know what to look at on my phone. Yeah, I, oh God, I need to do it. <laughs> I need to like, just put, get rid of my phone. I'm like, such a uh what's the word I'm looking for like subconscious like I just oh, like yeah. go to I, I without even thinking about it I'm constantly going to grab for it and I'm like wait why am I grabbing for my phone I literally just put it down 30 seconds ago oh yeah it's horrible um wait so you I want to talk about how you mentioned um the first season of ultimate girls trip and I I definitely felt like the first season I loved the second season but I felt like the first season felt more like, well first of all it felt like more like a girl's trip um the second yes. season it didn't feel like a vacation it felt like they yeah. were all just kind of like trapped in a house together um so i definitely think sending them all off somewhere tropical vibes is always great um but yeah they they really found something special by bringing all of these women together from different cities and having them talks like just about being a housewife because you know as as fans, we love hearing those little behind the scenes tidbits. And that's why we love, you know, getting housewives on podcasts and listening to their interviews. And they now do the after shows and all of that. So it was like that amplified. And I know for years, people have been talking about like a real housewives all stars. And so this was kind of like, you know, bringing that together. And to me, the possibilities there are just endless. Like there are so many housewives now at this point that the combinations really, you could do anything with it. So I wanted to know, like, have you thought about it all? Or if I asked you right now, could you think about really quickly, like what you think would be a really fun cast for a girl's trip, whether it's just kind of like your, your favorites together, like an Emily's all-stars version, Ooh. or like, I've thought about, you know, in particular, like some specific themes, like this last one was supposed to be ex-wives club. I've thought it would be really fun to do like, ultimate girls trip clink clink bitch where it's like everyone that's ever been to jail like all of the housewives with mugshots you know Ooh, so like who would it be Teresa, luann tinsley marlo jen shaw um marisol uh i don't know marisol it, has yeah yeah she and mama elsa have mugshots google that it's great oh, oh my god that's <laughs> but like so that, funny. you know there's just you the, there are a lot of different themes you could play with um so I don't know, who would you want to see together on a girl's trip? Okay. The problem is I'm going to start forget. I'm going to say people, I'm going to be like, no, them too later. I'm going to like text you and be like, I changed my mind. That's fine. Well, we can Redo do this forever. It. That's the point. Um, okay. So let me think. Um, I'd want to go, I want to go more like classic, mm -hmm. like, because I want to do like throwback, which is kind of what I always had hoped it would be. So I'd want to, I'd want to go with... Lisa Vanderpump. Mm -hmm. um, and then I want someone to like scare Lisa Vanderpump a little bit. So let's, who would scare Lisa Vanderpump? Um, 
what are their what are their let's go atlanta um that's where i was it'll, thinking it'll too. never happen but nini mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we know nini is like banned yeah, for life no, gone gone forever damn it nini you're your RIP. Fucking, yeah. Your fucking pride got in the way there. Right. Uh, yeah, real bad. Um, Nini. Okay, then let's see. Let's go to Orange County. Um Vicky. I would need to see Vicky against Nini. Okay. Just that curiosity. Be... Vicky, 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 Nini, LVP. Vicky would go down. She, down. I'm sorry. Vicky Hardcore is just down. She's she's not smart enough to go toe-to-toe against Mm-mm. Nini. Um, and then oh, this is gonna be real fucking messy. Uh, and then let's see. Oh, Bethany. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that's like a scary cast. Like yes. they might kill each other. This is uh, to me, you're 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 <laughs> describing like if I had to name it, it'd be like Housewives Deathmatch. That <laughs> I was thinking like <laughs> ultimate girls trip loudmouths, you know? Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. very like very the none of them are wallflowers. Right? All alphas. Yes. Al- oh my god, Alpha- that's so Housewives good. Housewives alphas. All- Ultimate girls trip. All alphas. Yeah. Yeah. All alphas. Um, and then let's see. Who do I have? A brony. I have OC. Let's see. Uh, not Teresa. We've done Teresa enough. Yeah. Danielle. <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. If oh my god, please just don't put them on an island. Those all the, the poor other ladies. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. god. I've actually just been re-watching the first few seasons of New Jersey. Just you know, like I said, that classic nostalgia wave flow over me. Um, and oh man, Daniel Staub. What you know a what I suggest when you if you do a rewatch of the early seasons, I suggest listening to in tandem with that sexy unique podcast. Oh, okay. Do you listen to that podcast? No, no, I haven't. Okay, so it's SUP is the, it's like Sexy Unique Restaurant. Right. So that's, okay, so you'd have to like scroll back, but they do R- Ronje as they call it, but they do, you pro tip, they do a whole like 30 minutes of banter in the beginning of every episode. So like skip. Gotcha. Unless you want to get to know them, but they, I mean, it can <laughs> go on and on and on, but they do the best Danielle impression. Oh and God. it, I mean, they, they like, it makes the viewing experience even better. I love it. So just pro tip. I just, I love it. Highly recommend. You know what? It's so true. I feel like at this point, we've all seen so many like impersonations of the housewives and caricatures of them that like, when I think of one of them, it's like, I think of them, but I also think of all the jokes about them in my head. (laughs) Oh no. I, I, I can, I can rewatch those seasons and I enjoy them more because of their recap of the that. seasons. That's yeah. amazing. They put a dude, they put a new spin on it. That's so good. I can appreciate Danielle now more <laughs> than I did before. Cause I never really did, but now I'm like, okay, they made me appreciate her. She's hard to appreciate. She's hard to appreciate. <laughs> She's very hard to appreciate. Yeah. Um, Okay, wait, I want, I need, I need a couple more. So okay, I've got, okay. let's see what I have so far. Yeah, I've got so Nini, Nini, Vicky, LVP, Bethany, Danielle. Danielle. This is a terrifying cast. Terrifying cast. Um, let's go to Miami. Let's okay. put I want Alexia in there. I just love Alexia. I think yeah. she's so sexy and feisty. And she's, she's also an alpha, but like in a different way. hmm She's hilarious. I want her yeah. in there. And then um, I don't need anyone from Salt Lake City. They're too new. They need to they need some time to warm up. Yeah. Um and you, you know, know what? I don't th- this might be controversial. I don't think that there's a single alpha in that cast on Salt Lake City. 
I think I, some of them because I don't count Jen. No, I, and I think Jen thinks she's an alpha, but she's not because if she was an alpha, she wouldn't be going to jail right now. Oh snap! <laughs> he said that. Um, what about um, uh, uh, what's her face? Um, oh God, not just uh, Karen. Oh, Karen Huger. Absolutely. Would it be Karen or would it be Giselle? It'd be Karen. I right. Um, I think she'd be a little more interesting. Exactly, and Giselle's a little mouthier and a little a little spunkier. But I think that's because she is the beta to Karen's alpha. That's fun. Yeah. And because Karen would like try to be regal in the midst mm-hmm. of all of it. And mm-hmm. she'd give us more and she'd give us a wig shift. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, and I think that Karen and LVP would actually be really funny together. I think we could get some really <laughs> funny banter out of the two of them. I honestly think like they would become this version's equivalent of like Phaedra and Eva, how they were kind of like the like the funny Greek chorus of season two. Oh, I could totally see it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a I think that's it, right? Yeah, I love that's it. it. All that's alphas. All I'm alphas. On board. All... I'm, I'm so there. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that was fun. That was that was so fun. <laughs> Emily, this was such a great conversation. Thank oh, you. Oh, I had so the best much time. Uh, of course. Will you tell my listeners where they can follow you and where they can find your podcast? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me all damn day every day on Instagram at She Speaks Bravo. Um, unless also... unless you take a couple of days off when they start re-airing season two of <laughs> Ultimate Girls Trip on Bravo. And I have to live in my truth and get <laughs> off. Um, you can also find my podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, she Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you like the video version, I do have a YouTube channel. She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to have to do this again because absolutely, we just, I feel like we're always going to have so much to talk about. 100%. Happy oh. to come back. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. 